Hello and welcome back to the Take Flight podcast with myself, Daniel, for this week's Take Flight Takeaway. If you've been a listener of our podcast for a while, you've most likely heard in passing that I like to make cocktails. And yes, this is very true. What I'm going to cover in this short takeaway episode is the following three things. What got me interested in making cocktails? When did I start making cocktails? And when did I start taking it seriously? So to begin with, what got me interested in in cocktails? And I'll be very honest with you, I remember this very, very clearly. It all goes back to the summer of July 2015, where my good friend Jeffrey and I ventured to Vienna in Austria for a long weekend. The hotel in which we stayed was somewhat different, where the reception was the bar and the bar was the reception. Put it whichever way you want, the bar was the reception and the reception was the bar. And it was a fully stocked bar and a 360 bar, meaning it was positioned in the middle and you could walk all the way around it. Hopefully that makes sense um, and you can picture it. It was very, very cool and loved it. On that very first night, it was there we met Yasmin and Yasmina. Um, They were two ladies who worked at the hotel and subsequently also worked at the bar and were fantastic mixologists. Um, The night we arrived, we indulged in a few alcoholic beverages and from there, that's where it all started. We didn't end up legless or paralytic or drunk. It was just that we started to enjoy our drinks. I told Yasmina that I had a very sweet tooth and that she should surprise me because the first drink she made for us was a Long Island iced tea and it was very strong. But then I said, you know, I have a sweet tooth and you know, surprise me with, with whatever, you can, whatever you feel that I would like. And each day, drink after drink, she certainly did surprise me. I was wowed by every creation that she made. And she would often share the ingredients with me and what she put in the drink that she would make. Uh, and to this day, I still have the note where I put all those ingredients in my phone of the ingredients she used to make each drink. So when I got back to the UK that same day, I went to look for the ingredients in Tesco and essentially bought the essentials for stocking uh, a home bar. So everything that Yasmina said, I looked for or looked online and I ordered it. And, you know, that that's where it, that's where it began from me taking it from a trip to, to being at home. And at this time, it's important to mention I, was, mention, I was still living at home with my parents. So I didn't go all out in terms of a fully stocked bar that I have today. However, after work, I'd make myself a tipple and my cousin who was living with us at the time, and he would often join me. And sometimes, to be honest, they'll knock him out that shortly after he would say he's going to bed. And this is like 7.30 in the evening. So that's how it all started where the love or what, well, not the love, where the interest was sparked. So secondly, to the point of the three I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, when did I start making cocktails? Um, I'd say I started making cocktails whilst I was living at home with my parents, but guess I started to experiment more when my wife and I got married and began to entertain guests at home. I then built up to a fully stocked bar, as well as buying a lot of glasses that even till this day, I have more glasses than I have space for, some glasses I haven't used, but I just love the style. And any time I go into HopeSense or TK Maxx, it's really a case of buy it if you like it, because if you go again, you probably won't find it. So I, I just like to buy glasses and I have many at home and they serve purpose for different types of drinks. I'd also watch YouTube videos, start to make the timeless classics, as well as experimenting. These YouTube videos would help me understand how to make drinks with a color gradient. And I would also read some, some cocktail books 
that would give me some background history of learning where cocktails originated, the different types of glasses to use and to serve, the types of ices you'd use in, in different cocktails, and so on and so forth. So I really wanted to understand from a basic level and to really build up and build and build and build. So I had a good understanding of how drinks are made and really appreciate the art and the patience it takes to create them. I have a newfound respect and never used to understand when you'd go to a bar and order some drinks, like say five mojitos, why does it take 20 minutes? But when you understand what it takes to make a drink of crushing and muddling the mint leaves and with the with the simple syrup or creating that simple syrup and really not doing the shortcuts of using pre-made uh, drinks or pre-made cocktails and really making them from scratch adds a key, key difference to the way it can be tasted and the way it, it, it leaves a, a lasting effect on the tip of your tongue. When did I start to take this seriously? So for some time, people would encourage me to take it more seriously when they'll see creations that I would post on my Instagram page, when they would come and taste the drinks, whether people lied or not, everyone would give me good feedback. And it wasn't until around this time last year that I started to really start to think of taking it beyond home, hence the name on my Instagram page, at home with DJ. And that was a page I just started to share creations of what I would make, like desserts, sweet things of when friends and guests and family would come over. You know, I, I rarely tend to make it when it's just my wife and I. It's usually when friends come over that I would start to make it and really become creative. Unless there's something in my mind that I want to create and execute, I would do it. And either my wife would enjoy um, that creation or I would slurp down that cocktail. And so back to when I started taking it more seriously, it was around this time last year. And a friend of mine, Daphne, she hosts the most incredible and the most amazing annual, well, she wouldn't coin the term annual barbecue, coin it the term annual barbecue, but she has a barbecue every single year. So I've given her that title of, you know, your annual barbecue. And this year was just as amazing as the previous years. But nevertheless, last year, she mentioned she was having a barbecue. And I said, oh, you know, let me bring some things to make some cocktails. And she was fine for me to do this, but she didn't expect me to turn up the way I did. As in, I brought syrups, I brought my mixers, I brought everything. And, and I made use of the alcohol that was there. And needless to say, everyone enjoyed those drinks. And her guests were giving me some great feedback on the day, but even days after and weeks after, she's like, Daphne, that friend that you had, did you, did you hire him? Does he, what does he do? She's like, oh, yeah, he just said he was going to come in. He said, no, his drinks were, were fantastic. Like, they were fantastic, really, really good. So we decided last year that next year, being this year, I would want to have a dedicated space where we can do it properly. And that's where, well, just to, to fast forward a bit. So this year I had a dedicated space. Some people from last year were like, oh wait, oh, so cocktail man this year. So one guy said, oh, so you're the, you're the barman this year. Then about 30 seconds later, he said, wait, I'm calling you the barman, but I remember my man from last year. You're the guy that was making those drinks. I said, yeah, yeah, because I know I'm in good hands today. And I said, of course. And you know, I made some, well, I wouldn't say they were amazing. Everyone said they were amazing. They were 10 out of 10. But fast forward or rewind, should I say, last year after that feedback and after that rule, sort of push and probably the push I needed to boost my confidence, I started to buy some polycarbonate glasses. So they're a, they're a compound of a glass that don't smash, but they're not plastic. So they're quite high quality and they're not cheap. So I, I bought quite a, a few of them, different, different style glasses that, so I could make a, a range of and variety of cocktails so that I could start to be booked for events, whether it be baby shower, you know, small party, wherever it may be, I was happy to do it. And I built up my specific kind of stock for those events as opposed to what I would keep at home 
that would use to entertain guests. I started doing branding, got some branded t-shirts, some branded tablecloths, um, some uh, I got logos created and so on and so forth. I started to invest essentially. And that's when I really started to take it seriously. And since then, I've had a number of bookings. And every time someone approaches me for a booking, I get very nervous because I think, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I get the real imposter syndrome and I really start to think, took myself out of it. But today, the biggest event I've done was for, I think, over 200 guests. Um, and that was last year. It was very tiring. I won't lie. I had limited staff, the staff being just my wife and I. My wife was eight months pregnant but she was a complete trooper. And you know I wouldn't have been able to do it without her by my side, to put it simply. And I like to work with her because she knows I'm very particular in how I work, the precision, the accuracy of what I want to do. So we complemented each other very, very well. And even, you know, many people didn't know she was pregnant at that stage. And she, not that she hid it, but she was just working as if she was, you know, fully fit. Not that she wasn't, but she was just, you know, powering through. And I, and I greatly appreciate that. I've done some intimate you know, house housewarming gatherings, um, some bridal showers, some baby showers. So it's been a it's been a whole range of different events which I've I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I would say that the events are both demanding and challenging, but it's a great way for me to learn and to continuously improve. I learn each time I do something on how I can improve, how I can better this, how I can create a drink uh, in a more timely fashion how I can scale at large you know these intimate precise cocktails but to produce and serve on a mass scale so it's something I still probably get nervous on on any time someone approaches me a neighbor approached me a few days ago for an event in a couple of in a couple of days and I get nervous but nevertheless I can only grow and I can only grow as a person grow as a mixologist if you can call me that um, if I go out outside of my comfort zone so in essence those are those three things. What got me interested in making cocktails, when it started, and when I started to take it seriously. I hope you've enjoyed this short episode. And for those who want to see those creations that I've made in the past and what I may create in the future, find me on my dedicated page on Instagram, at home with DJ. I'll tag it on all the posts on our Instagram page, but feel free to give me a follow and I welcome any feedback. And for anyone listening on audio, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch this episode previous episodes and subsequent episodes all on YouTube where you can see us face to face. Until next week, stay safe and God bless. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but we